Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. In this ever-changing world in which we live, it is understandable and quite frankly, normal to be fearful of technological advances such as AI or artificial intelligence, to worry about how it will impact our industry, how it will affect your day-to-day business. And so today I want to talk about what's out there, what industry experts are saying about it, how to position yourself to not only avoid any pitfalls, but how to harness its power to put you on a greater, stronger footing than you are today. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today's topic, artificial intelligence, I think is really important to tackle. There is just so much out there, both positive and negative, about what this is and how it's impacting every aspect of our lives, right? You hear about students using it to write term papers. You hear about people mimicking voices. You hear about copywriters freaking out that their jobs are at stake and on and on. And our industry is no exception as far as freaking out or worrying or wondering how this will impact our industry. So the bottom line is fear that holds us back. And frankly, it is based from insecurities and lack of confidence about the unknown. And sure, AI qualifies squarely as an unknown. And I would imagine if you listen to the news, there will be guardrails put up by the government. And I'm assuming the tech industry will also put in restrictions and guidelines to protect us, quite frankly, from ourselves. And I'm confident that that will actually benefit us even more. So this week, I took a look at what our industry is saying specifically about AI and the interior design world that we are all working in. And there are lots of apps out there from Reimagine Home to Room GPT to Interior AI to DAL-E and on and on. They really are endless. And frankly, I have tried several of them and they're quite fun to play around with. But understand, they are in their infancy. And so right now, as all the experts will tell you, they really are simply fun to play around with. They aren't where they likely will be. And let me repeat that. They likely will get very sophisticated as all the technology we use today has, right? I'm going to date myself. And I remember the first microwaves and hell, they were like the size of a small car. And most of my friends had to keep them in the garages because there was no space in the kitchen. And I remember the moms that would tell us to stand back and some wanted us out of the room, right? No one could imagine then what a microwave would turn into today, right? And so that is the perspective I want all of you listening to take about AI and frankly, any technology. 
So again, I'm going to lean on my history and hope that this will help kind of ease the concern and the worry about AI. So as everyone knows, I have been doing this for three decades, which puts me back to the early phases of CAD. In my graduate program, I had more drafting classes than I did CAD classes. I mean, can you imagine students today saying that? And frankly, I'm not proficient in CAD because I was promoted beyond any of my bosses warranting the instruction I would need to keep up with all of the new releases because it was growing so fast at that time in my career. So I was there when the draftsmen were freaking out that their jobs would be gone. I had architects freaking out that they were going to lose the beauty that hand-drawn plans brought to a project and on and on. And yes, frankly, all of that is true. There aren't too many hand-drawn plans anymore. And when I do come across them, I have to say, I take a beat and really do enjoy the uneven line weights, the fact that the lines aren't perfectly spaced every single time. And I had the most amazing drafting teacher, Joan Peterson, when I was at NYSED, and she would lean over my shoulder and she'd say, that's enough, Renee, you've taken it far enough. And I'd say, no, 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 this isn't perfect. That isn't this. And she'd say, walk away, Renee, this is fine. And so all of that went away, right? When CAD came out, because the precision was computer driven and everybody panicked. Now let's ask ourselves, is our industry gone? Is there such a thing as a draftsman? Of course there is. The draftsmen have evolved their talents from a board to a computer. It allows collaboration on a level that we were never capable of before CAD, right? I can collaborate in Delaware with an architect in San Francisco in real time looking at drawings. I could never have done that in the 90s when I was in New York. You would have had to ship your drawings out, wait that time. They would review it. You'd get on a phone call, not a FaceTime. You would discuss it. Then they may have to ship them back. All of that has streamlined our process. We can produce things so much faster and so much more accurate than we ever could have before. Now, again, that's hindsight, right? That's the confidence looking back as opposed to in that moment panicking about what this crazy new program was going to do and how it would erode our business. Now, move forward. I had a retail store. I spoke about it in last week's episode for four years. It was really my first baby because I was still single. I had worked for Charlotte Moss in New York City. And if anyone had been to her Lexington Avenue store in the 70s, it was really a magical place where you walked in and just simply wanted everything in the space, or at least I did. And my lack of paycheck coming home proves that story. And during that time period, everything had to be shipped in. Charlotte would go to Europe, she would go on buying trips, she would collect all of the product, she would send it to a shipper, and weeks, weeks, weeks later, we'd get these huge containers. Frankly, there were times where she didn't remember what was coming, it had taken so long. Fast forward several decades, some of those exact same businesses that we had to go to Europe to see, let alone purchase and then ship back, have showrooms in New York City in the D&D. 
right? I have a pair of Vaughn lamps that I purchased in that store that are still sitting on a table in my front hall that I had to wait to come in from England. Now I can go to the D&D, go look at them. By the way, they're still on their current line, which I think is awesome, and purchase them and have them shipped directly to me. It is just a different world. Now, again, fast forward, when I opened my store, I was, I guess, blessed and extremely lucky because that's what it is to be closing my store right as the internet was born. So unlike my retail friends who still have brick and mortar stores, I didn't have to worry about online shopping against the products that I had in my shop. But can you imagine If I had brought in product that people could walk in the door, take a look at, go home, look on their computer, find it for 10 bucks cheaper and buy it from them. Well, of course you can imagine because it's happening every single day by you, by your friends, by your colleagues, by your family. And that has changed the whole dynamic of retail stores. Now, are there no brick and mortar stores? Of course not. There are stores everywhere. Thank goodness they have evolved and pivoted their marketing, their business model to compensate for the changes that the internet has brought to them. Now, of course, move forward and that adds in phones and instant access to everything. You no longer had to go home and look something up. You can literally look it up. You can even take a picture of it, do a reverse search and find it in nanoseconds. Okay, these are things we take so for granted today that we forget when they were first introduced, they were earth shattering to those people who were selling retail day in and day out. Well, hell, that would also include interior designers, right? Because the sofas and the chairs and the rugs now can be sourced online by anyone. Now, our industry has evolved and where we will reach more frequently to trade only resources or custom in order to prevent clients from sourcing on their own. But can they find something close? Sure, of course they can. And if you believe they can't, then you really should give some thought to that because of course everything is accessible with the internet. Now, did our industry go under? Nope, of course not. We're all here. We've all evolved and changed our business models and plans accordingly. We have been more strategic in how we source our products. We have clauses in our contracts to protect ourselves from online purchases and on and on. So again, think back to when this first started coming to fruition. And yeah, there was a hell of a lot of panic, especially when the internet hit for designers, right? That brought on Pinterest and House and all of these visual platforms that appeared to erode our value. So here we are in the world of AI. I cannot tell you today where it's going to go, but I am really confident that it is here to stay and it will only get more sophisticated as all of the other technological advances have in the past. So let's talk about the infancy of AI because that's really where we stand right now. And the best part about it is you are in business and you can lean into its strengths and pivot as needed to avoid any pitfalls that you think will happen to your own businesses. 
So like I said, there's tons of apps out there and I have played around with a few. And frankly, I like chat GPT and have used it for Instagram posts and things where you just are caught up in your own head and think, I just don't know what to say about whatever it is. You throw a few ideas in there and damn it, if it doesn't come back with the coolest ideas, and, and sometimes they're wacky and completely off track. That is the point. They can only react to what you input into their system. It cannot think for itself. It can't reason or rationalize. It can't predict. It can only shoot out information that is being asked of it. And I think that needs to be really thought through when you're listening to these articles on the news programs and things, people talking about it and panicking about it, quote, taking over the interior design business or making it obsolete because everyone can, quote, do it on their own. Now, does that mean that it won't impact our business? Absolutely not. It will impact our business. And all the other technological advances I just listed impacted our business as well. But again, our business, our industry is still alive and thriving, frankly. We just need to know how to utilize its strengths and protect ourselves from the liabilities that it may bring. So for instance, I found lots of information and comments about the visual AIs out there, whether that's Room GPT or Reimagine Home. Most of the comments that I heard were, it got it pretty close, that it really was interpreting what was being inputted, but may or may not have hit the mark exactly. Another comment I thought really summed it up beautifully said that it's just not precise enough yet. For instance, they put in window treatment, sheer, but not too sheer. And of course, it couldn't create that because that is an interpretation. I mean, hell, what I think is sheer and what you think is sheer could be totally different pieces of fabric, but yet they're both sheer. So that is the problem with any of these platforms. They aren't built to interpret. They cannot rationalize like a human mind can because it isn't a human mind. And so it can't interpret accurately every single time, right? So another example, someone else put in asking for a room that was casual, using that in the definition, right? And it did create a room, but the person said it wasn't the casual I was thinking of. Well, that sounds like what we run into with our own clients, right? When a client tells you they want a casual family room, you're automatically picturing something in your head. But until you really dial into their needs and specific wants, you have no idea if that matches their definition of casual. So that's the problem is right now, and I believe this would be really hard to overcome, it can't interpret the precise meaning of everyone's words, because we can't even do it face to face. Because we have personal experiences that are informing those descriptive words that we are using. And no one can understand them but you. And that is based on your experiences. Now, they did go on to say how they think it will start affecting our industry kind of right away. And that was in the world of 3D renderings and e-design online. That unfortunately makes sense, right? Just like CAD was going to, for the most part, replace hand drafting, these images do look like 3D renderings. 
And so, yes, that is a part of our industry that is probably not very happy right now. But again, those that are creating 3D renderings are working directly with a designer and or a homeowner and can ask the questions to truly define what they mean by casual. Whereas, like I said, these programs can't do it on your behalf because there's no human involved. Now, as far as e-design, yes, I would imagine that component of our industry is at risk of being competitive with AI. That does not mean it will go away. What it means is those of you who are doing e-design online need to understand it and frankly, get into some of these programs, play around with it, know what your end user can do on their own, and then act accordingly. Maybe that is adding in a human component to it, whether that's a higher level service or whether that's some sort of interaction. You know, it's hard to know what will work best for you, but simply ignoring that these programs exist and not getting to know their capabilities will only hurt your business because those programs are only going to get better over time. Now, they also discussed that retailers and furniture showrooms, maybe they won't hire as many young designers to be in-house, so to speak, because they can utilize these programs in their stores themselves. So again, that will impact our business, our industry in another way. But maybe young designers need to become more fluent in these programs, like the young architects did in CAD, and make themselves more desirable to these retail stores. There's just always a way of implementing these programs for a positive impact on your career, businesses, and our industry. You just have to be open to trying them and understanding their capabilities and how it may or may not impact you. Now, some of the recommendations they made were to move more into video for social media, because right now that's not something that can be generated. You know, doing more lives with you sharing your visions, your designs, your ideas with your audience, because again, that is you and they can see the creative side and the value of your work. And that's where we utilize what we know to our advantage. So let's break it down. These programs can mimic rooms. They can mimic beautiful images. And all of the experts online said they will become shoppable soon enough. They're not there yet, but they will become soon enough. So how do we take what we know now, use it to our advantage, and also prepare our businesses to thrive despite these platforms? Well, the one thing they cannot replace is a human. They cannot replace empathy. They cannot predict. They cannot pivot. They cannot redirect. They can only react to the data that is given to them. So what does that mean? Well, it means customer service and customer experience. A computer program cannot give that to a client. And frankly, clients hire interior designers, not just for our talents, but for having the luxury experience that we can provide. Now, luxury comes in many ways. A lot of people hear the word luxury and they think expensive. Well, a lot of people would call us expensive, by the way, and we are a luxury service. But luxury can also be in the form of management, clarity, transparency, communication. 
Those are all experiences that our clients are paying for, and we are probably not paying a close enough attention to it. So you need to lean into your skills in this area because you can problem solve. You can communicate what's just happened on a project and what's going to be happening on a project. A computer can only take data that is found online and make an educated guess about what the project is about. Only you are on that project knowing the intricacies, the issues and concerns and can manage accordingly. Now, are you paying attention that I am talking about projects and not just decorating? Because running construction projects, managing them for your clients cannot be done by a computer, period. I tried it. I put in a hundred different types of prompts, all to do with construction management, how to manage. Yes, I got responses. And they were a list of generic steps to go through a construction project. Does that have value? Sure. If you are completely new and have never done this before, there's some value to it. But what was missing, and I even tried with follow-up prompts to get the intricacies and the details behind that, and it simply couldn't provide them that weren't generic. And our clients are not hiring us for generic information. They are hiring us for our expertise in construction management. And so this, again, tells me that construction management is truly going to be the key to the success of the interior design industry. Like I have been saying, I don't believe AI will replace decorating. I truly do not. But I guarantee you it will not replace renovation management because it cannot be on site. It cannot be hearing things, seeing things, observing things, and acting accordingly, predicting what might happen because of an experience you had on another project. These are all things that, frankly, a human and only a human can do. And one with experience can do it well and make those projects run successfully. So then where does this leave us? Well, I would encourage you, again, to try these programs out. I honestly really like ChatGPT. And frankly, my 16-year-old daughter keeps trying to get my logins, and I won't give them to her because I'm so afraid that she might use one of their answers in a history paper or an English paper, get caught, and get in trouble. So guardrails really are necessary for these programs. But I don't want you to put your head in the sand, think that it won't happen to you, and then panic when everyone else around you is either using it, talking about it, or actively pivoting to protect themselves from its capabilities. I want you to be on the forefront. I want you to be leaning into its benefits. Use it for social media posts, email templates, whatever you are looking for, honestly, a prompt can bring it up. And if your kid is struggling with a history question, yep, I used it for that too, because frankly, I didn't remember all of the details, but ChatGPT gave it to me. And then I helped my daughter put it into her own words. So there are some amazing benefits to these programs. And while I haven't played around long enough with the visual ones, I do know that those capabilities will only get better and stronger as they invest more money into it because the interest is there, which means the technology will follow. 
And for right now, the bonus, most of them are free because they are still in their infancy. And so now's the time. Try them out and let me know what you come up with. I have one friend who uses it for recipes. So it doesn't have to always be about interior design. It's just an information gathering program based on the prompts that you put in. So don't let your fears get the best of you. Don't get stuck in worry and concern about what this will do to your business. Educate yourself on what their capabilities are. Invest in yourself if you need additional support in building out a service like construction management. Listening to this podcast, online content, my course, all of it can elevate your skills now so that when these programs do get stronger and people think they can do things without us, you will be ready and confident to know that there are clients out there who don't want to rely on a computer program to manage their construction project and bring their dreams to life. They want an expert in the field and you can become that by investing in the knowledge and skills that you need. So I will continue to be using AI. And honestly, if I find another program that I like or I see capabilities growing, I'll put it in another episode so that we can all learn about them together because I know how busy we all are. We don't necessarily have free time to be taking deep dives down rabbit holes in the world of AI. And while I enjoyed my research project, I think for now, I'll just keep using the ones that I've already been successfully implementing into my business and keeping an eye on what's coming next. As always, I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at Davine Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review, and tell your friends who are starting or are mid-project. And thank you again for listening today.